0: Hello. Who was that last one? That was me. I'm Gosh. a bit special. Hello and welcome to episode 135. There's
1: no point in trying to do a professional opening now. He's already invaded it. <laughs> welcome to the Matthew Jude episode of the Game <laughs> I'm
0: here. I was, try- I was trying to blot him out. Just had to say it, didn't you, Matthew?
1: If there's any man for the job of a blotting out.
0: <laughs> the human blot.
1: The, su- the sun, <laughs> the moon, the stars.
2: Oh, you invited me <laughs> I didn't just turn off. I didn't invite you, in fairness to me. That's true, good point,
0: good point. We just stuck Skype on and you were just there. Hello. Hello.
2: Unsurprisingly, I'm free. What are we doing?
0: (laughs) Sure, what are we doing? Well, eventually when we get around to it, we will be doing our best and worst of 2018. I'm sure there's going to be a complete agreement with everyone on this one.
1: Big time. Well, we've all seen the notes, so let's not pretend, shall we? <laughs> Hello, everyone. That was Short. I'm Ronan, and I suppose we should welcome Matthew.
2: Hello, I'm Matthew Jude. Nice to nice to hear you too. What's
0: going on? <laughs> Jolly good. We've just come back from Gen Con and the Dice Tower. I'm not jealous at all.
2: Yeah, Gen Con was great. There's a lot of people there, though, isn't there? Blumenek. neck. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, what was your highlight of Gen Con, Matthew? This will sound a bit lame, but I wasn't there for the games. I was there just to see people and hang out.
0: That sounds lame. You
2: could have done that a lot cheaper on any other week of the year, I reckon. That's probably true. But I was already <laughs> in America, so I figured I'd drop by. Fair enough. Who is your favourite person, then? Ah, oh, well, that's a telling. Lots of I like lots of people. Mike Delisio, i will probably say, though. He's great. That was diplomatic because he's coming over to these shores. Well, you know,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've been told I might be taking him on the tube to secret places. I want to do that. Well, I'll let you know then when we're doing it. I want to do that.
0: I've known him for forty years and I've still not done it.
2: Well, there's there's an issue with capacity, sure.
0: (laughs) I am capacity.
2: <laughs> I remember when uh, you took uh, Tom Vassal on there, and he remembered greatly going with Sean and that other guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, that guy and, uh, from the podcast. Oh, oh, oh blackhead. <laughs> that, that's that, that weird-looking guy. Who's that? Ro- Ronan from the game pit, Tom. Yeah, that guy from the <laughs> the podcast.
1: <laughs> ah. It's, it's really a morale boost to be around you, Egypts. We have some categories, Sean. We're going we're gonna to give some awards. We're going to talk about some games that we liked, three games that let us down, and then do a top 10 of 2018. What, how come it's taken us so long? Hey, it's Ronan here, and I'm sorry, and I have to jump in here with an apology. Now, this is supposed to be a one-parter review of 2018 with our thoughts beforehand and our top 10 at the end, as you've heard. However, I'm a complete Egypt. When we finished recording the second half of our top 10s, I was in a hurry to get out the door. I was going to see George R.R. R. Martin with another author I like, Dan Jones, and I completely just rushed everything and I deleted my file. And I couldn't get it back. And I'm sorry again to Matthew and Sean, I'm sorry to everyone, but our top 10s are not going to be in this episode. So ignore that every time that we mention it. They will be coming soon. We haven't scheduled to record again yet because we've all been so busy. But it's going to come in the next one or two episodes and you will get our top 10s of 2018. And again, I'm very, very sorry. And you'll hear from
0: me briefly again at the
1: end of this show. But thanks for your patience and we'll get those top 10s to you soon.
0: Well, as always, when we like to try and get as many of the games played as possible.
2: I was going to say, I did a top uh, a top of 2018 at the start of the year. Then I went, oh no, that's all wrong now. <laughs> 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 this is your chance
1: to revisit, revise and improve. Big time.
0: Right. Shall we crack on, because we've got a long episode ahead of us, and we're going to start, Ronan, with the one that got away. This is the game that you wished that you had managed to play from 2018 but didn't.
1: Wished with an extra H in my show notes, Sean. I like ah. I <laughs> Wished <laughs> I had played. Now There's loads. We all know there's loads. So picking one out is difficult. So I kind of went for one for a specific reason. And since we mentioned Tom, he's been banging on about The Reckoners, which is the superhero-themed dice allocation game where you're playing as a bunch of people who are fighting off against the one big baddie based on the Brandon Sanderson books. And the superhero theme grabs me. The dice placement grabs me. The fact that it's a really difficult co-op, apparently, also grabs me. But... Firstly, it's really hard to get here. I think the only copy I could find in Europe this week was in Denmark. So if I want to pay for that postage and packaging, and it's really expensive. It's up £100, £120 pounds for a game that I know it's got kind of unusual components, but I haven't been blown away from the pictures of them. Uh, that's the reason why I haven't tried it, because no one I know has got it. It's quite rare. It's really expensive, but I love the theme and I love the idea of the hard co-op. So The Reckoners is my one that got away.
2: I don't know anything about this game other than what you have just said, but I will say that a superhero co-op, I'm out.
0: You're out? He's gone. He's gone, Ron. I'm out. He's gone for the whole episode. That's that's it. It. You, you've annoyed him. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a record for you. Not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. What? Not. I'm out! Uh, yeah, the Reckoners, <laughs> like, it kind of hit American shores a, a little while back. And as you said, Tom and a few others were kind of extolling its virtues. I, I really like to play. And as, as you said, it's difficult to find over on these shores. That's the only reason I haven't probably picked it up.
2: Well, I was just a gen kind. I don't know whether I mentioned it. I would have picked it up for you, but oh well, never mind. <sighs> no, I didn't want your copy.
0: <laughs> I'd have got one just for you.
2: <laughs> Tainted. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow, Eddie Matthew, what's the one that got away for you from 2018? So, I wasn't interested in this game for ages, but Crusaders, Thy Will Be Done, dramatic name for a game. Uh, I've had about four different people say You'd like that. It's a Euroe game, but it's got a Mancala, and you're crusading all around the crusade areas in the Crusades. And I think I like it because it's super Euroe, And I just love Mancala's and that kind of rondelle and stuff. And apparently, because I love Trajan, right? I love Trajan a lot with my heart. So I feel like it's that kind of game, and i just not managed to get it played yet. And I, I'm going to buy it because I've got a few vouchers on Thirsty Meeple. But then it was out of stock. So I was like, no, it's not meant to be. I'm never going to play it. But that one, I would like to play Crusaders. I will be done.
0: Firstly, don't buy it. I've got it. You're more than welcome to, to borrow it or come and play it around uh, with us. Secondly, me and Ronan just did the a very in-depth review of that in the very last episode that hasn't actually been aired as we record. And uh, yeah, then we boiled down to Ronan hates it and I like it.
2: I'll probably like Uh, it then. In my (laughs) defence, it's rubbish.
0: Quite possibly. I think it's a really really strong game. I've only played it two players so far, so it'd be nice to play it three players with your good self.
2: It's on. We'll play it next time. We'll play it soon.
1: It wasn't even really the Crusades. It was more about going through Central Europe, preparing
2: to the Crusades. Um, Nah. What nonsense. (laughs) Although, two very different uh, opinions. So now I don't know what to think. Who to believe.
1: You'll have to come back and break the tie. Oh, well.
0: <laughs> okay, so my choice is Root. It started off a absolute no for me, kind of coin series light. I didn't like the artwork at all, didn't really fancy it, but just the body of hype that has gone behind Root this year. People that don't normally like this type of game are saying it's a really good game and you should try it. So, yeah, I want to try Root
1: spoken about a couple of times over the previous months i really enjoy it i've enjoyed the process of learning it i haven't been as blown away
2: as a lot of people have will it feature in my top 10 Uh. the thing is do you have three other people who you play games with all the time on a regular basis if you don't don't get root that's my opinion on root it's coming (laughs) off later
1: (laughs) (laughs) i've got like thirty people who are around I can play games with. That's showing and off. It's
2: reach. <laughs> I'm very. I've got positive. Sean. That's it.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and you stole him from me. Okay, <laughs> that's why I've had to replace him with thirty people. That's rude. Um, that's unkind. <laughs> Root has saturated that group enough that generally it can get thrown down and everyone will be like, I've played it 10 times, I've played it 402 times, I've played it three times, but whatever, people will know how to play. So it's reached that level of popularity that it's going to be one that's just going to come up
2: again and again. I can see that. It's got some sticking power. People love it. sticking indeed. People love it. They do, they do. Would it be as popular if it wasn't as cute? Probably not. Just saying. Nope. (laughs) Nope, 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 nope. But then, would I... That's true. Very true. I've always said this about you. Among other things.
1: (laughs) We'll stick to the non-other things. Sure, move on quickly.
2: Oh, best production. It's still about
0: me. (laughs) Well, yes, indeed.
1: An award for my mother. Best
0: production. Best square-headed production. Nicely done. So this is best production or artwork. I've particularly stipulated that you can pick one, but others can be mentioned because Ronan wouldn't let me have a top three in this.
1: Because he hates me. I, no, it's because I struggle with best production. It's like, oh, I just picked the things that got loads of minis, which I thought was what you were going to do, and then you've thrown me for a complete loop. <laughs> Indeed.
0: So, who's up first? Matthew.
2: I will start this off by saying I disagree with both of you distinctly.
0: But, uh,
2: <laughs> so, I, the, 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 I've cho- wrote a song about <laughs> it. So, I chose Raccoon <laughs> Tycoon. And my reason for choosing Raccoon Tycoon was because when I opened the box that I got the first time, actually the first time I played it, I played with you 2 at Aircon, and I said, is this the Kickstarter version? And it wasn't. It was just a normal version. All the bits are like nice little resource bits. The first player marker is absolutely ludicrous. The art's incredibly cute, right? And twee. But it's just such a great production, I think. But I will also say that this is the hardest category for me to choose anything in. because I look at all the games I love and go, well, are they great production? (laughs) Probably not. There's just something very, very good about Raccoon Tycoon, the way it looks and stuff. And I think it's for what it is as well, because it's a light game that I think a lot of people could enter the hobby with. I think it's really accessible in the way they've done it. I think it makes it look like it's a really interesting way into the hobby. So I think it's the best production because it looks so good. But I also think functionally, it's really good to get people into the hobby. So Raccoon
0: Tycoon. Raccoon Tycoon was certainly within my thoughts for this. Didn't quite make it, but I can see exactly what you're saying there. I love the starter player marker, that big chunk of wood. It's just the best starter player marker. That just says, oi, starter <laughs> player!
2: <laughs> There's no question, is there? There is no
0: question. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Who starter player is the person with the eight stone beat? Their <laughs> <laughs> currently hanging off in there. Okay. This gets a supplementary reward from me, award from me for most varied production. Because 90% of what you said is correct and it's lovely, and it's lovely pieces and it's just a very well-made game but the artwork is freaking horrific and gives me nightmares and certain of those animals, the railway tycoons have haunted my dreams for
0: months. I uh, said so normally I don't like the... I can't say the word, anthropomorphized or something, yeah? Close enough? Close enough, yeah. I don't normally like that but for some reason, Raccoon Tycoon, it doesn't bother you me. You don't like Australians? <laughs> 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 <Shh>. <laughs> and yeah. For some reason, Record Tycoon it doesn't bother me as much.
2: That's not high oh. praise, is it? Really, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as bothered as Ronan it is It doesn't aggravate me to despair. I don't get the cold
1: sweats from this artwork. It's not
0: quite that game with the with the dog sitting around the table that that terrified us in Essen one year, Ronan.
1: That died a death, yeah. didn't it? After we hit it with a sledgehammer <laughs> a few
0: times, <laughs> never to be seen again. <laughs>
1: That was terrifying. The dog's playing poker. No, 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 no,
0: no. And it wasn't, that wasn't even the theme of the game. No, it wasn't. It was just a random picture on, on the ball, box yeah, or something. That was,
1: mm, okay. Sean, we're about to get shouted at by Matthew.
0: Do you want me to not say this one, or is it all right in this one? Well, should we do our honourable mentions? Yeah, okay. And, and then,
1: then, then, we, then can you just, can... we
0: can say it together. We can, like, three, Ooh. two, one. Oh, <laughs> that's so lame. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Welcome to the game today.
0: <laughs> right. So, Sean, your honourable mentions. So, my honourable mentions are Everdell,
1: I, Which I just have to make a protest about. Clearly, no one in this hobby has got any morals. That that man is still allowed to make in this successful. No, no, game. No, I know, Carry I No, yeah.
2: Everdell was my second choice, actually. It... Oh, you also have no morals. <laughs> yeah.
0: The table presence of Everdell—it is obvious with a massive, a huge tree. It's not really that functional, but it still looks really cool. But all the all the bits and pieces and the artwork are really stunning. Next honourable mention, the Grim Forest. The production values behind it, you actually make the houses as you go along. You place the, the floor, the, the walls and the roof on them as you go. The artwork again, taking those fairy tale mythos and bringing them to, to life really, really good. And the miniatures even are very good in this one. And Gugong just for the, the sprawling picture that, the, of the board. The board is just oh. a beautiful creature to behold. I love it.
2: That's a really good choice, uh, Gugong, because I was thinking about... that. I was very, very excited about that game and had high hopes for it because of how it looked. More on that later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't argue with them about two of them because I haven't played them. Gugong
1: is certainly a nice production. <laughs> my <laughs> my honourable mention is... and I, It's really more for innovation than the fact that all the fun comes from the production, mostly, and it's Treasure Island. Just for the fact that you've got this stupid stuff where you're trying to draw circles on a big map and and the map works so well and it it really draws you into the pirate theme, which a lot of games try and don't really do because it really is no honour amongst thieves sort of thing. So Treasure Island, just for doing something innovative with its production. Should I do a countdown for you? (laughs) Go on, Sean. You can you can say what we both chose independently as our best production, which I was shocked by because I thought it would surely be some minis laden rubbish. You were
0: shocked. <laughs> well, you know what? I would have chosen Lords of Hellas, but because uh, it is technically a 2018 game.
1: But I won't get it till 2026. Yes. you can't.
0: And but I actually I did it last year because I actually had it in 2017.
1: Yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah. So I
0: yeah. did it last year. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. At least three years before me. Carry nice.
0: On. Brass Birmingham, I think, is the exact way to attack the market in the modern day. He's you taken an old game that was looking dated and given it a sleek, really attractive uh, new look with those with those clay discs um, serving as the. Money. Quick, quick! I'm going to interrupt. I
2: know we're not interrupting, but I, I feel as <laughs> though I need to interrupt. Go on. <laughs> because go on. would you have chosen Brass Birmingham? if it didn't have the clays.
0: Yes, I think the design on the board and everything else is beautiful. It looks
2: like a oh, it looks like a dark dreary evening in Stalbridge town.
1: And oh gosh, I hate that's probably tell me what it's trying to represent as opposed to a dark <laughs> dreary
2: evening in Stalbridge town. <laughs> I also hate Birmingham, so I think that's <laughs> <laughs> the place. <laughs> it might have something to do with me never wanting to play that game ever. Carry on. If we chose Brass Lancashire... Oh, what a great production.
0: (laughs) I used used to take offence at at Matthew dissing my local area, my new local area, quite so frequently, but he does it with such passion that I just have to go along with the ride. You
1: just have to hug him a little bit and tell him it'll all be
2: okay. That's all I need. (laughs) It'll all be okay, mate. It's all right. Carry on in your wrongness. (laughs) I also chose Brass Birmingham... Uh,
1: it's it's what sean said it's beautiful the upgrade it works perfectly i actually like the way that they twisted the formula as well and the the components help with that and it it kept it very easy to play for me yeah probably the clays do tip it over the edge because they're so nice to play with but the whole thing is a pleasure of an experience very good you you make me sick both of you
0: (laughs) (laughs) Rhoda, would you like to lead us into the next category
1: The next one is one that we always like to come back to because, as we always say, you cannot play... All the big games, all the games that you want to, that are released in a year. So we'd like to just go back and talk about the games we played in the year that weren't released in that year to give a bit of a nod to everything else that's been going on and the games we caught up with. And in this case, obviously, it's going to be our three older games that we played for the first time in 2018. And Sean apparently cannot stop talking about this game, so he's going to talk about it very briefly now.
0: So my first entry is the Exit series. This is the first time I've managed to play them. I have had my eye on them for a long time. I love the mystery-solving games, and Ronan told me to stay away from Unlock, and he said that Exit was quite good. So I picked up Exit and thoroughly enjoyed the first two or three that I've played this year or last year, even.
2: I'm quite excited for. There's the new adventure game things coming out from the same from Cosmos, and I'm, it's going to be good. They're good, aren't they? I like a bit of a puzzle.
0: Matthew, did you? See hear tom's thoughts on the latest pegasus spiel game that you quite like did he hate it oh my word he absolutely railed on it matthew he was like it's a one or a two at best if i'm feeling so in a good mood.
2: i'm gonna say this and i'm gonna say this with i truly believe this he doesn't understand the game that's what it is i'm sorry i've heard <laughs> the, the people what, who have... what game is it for anyone who doesn't know like me Undo, it's the Undo series from Pegasus Spiel so okay. they're these like Quantum Leap mini game kind of games and it's a discussion game, it's a conversation it's more like an RPG almost, you cannot like it I get if you don't like it, but saying it's a terrible game just as a game I really believe some people have just gone in there expecting something they're not gonna get, and I do think that some people don't get it, they don't understand the game. Does that make me feel superior? Yeah, slightly he <laughs> does. But uh no, I just think he just doesn't get it. He's absolutely wrong. I thought the mind play I played my playing of Undo was such a fantastic experience in an hour, loved it, and I'm gonna get every single one. But we're not talking about that. Now I think about <laughs> it. <laughs> so the Exit series is a really good game, Sean. Matthew! <laughs> <it's fun. laughs> Undo! <laughs> so my one of my favourite games of that older game is Target. I just heard so many people going on about Target for such a long time, and it's been in, it's been so German for such a long time that I was unable to play it. It's still very German, Matthew. We'll come back to that. Yeah, I knew you were going to bring it up. So uh, I've played Target for the first time this year, and man, I absolutely. First of all, it's in my favourite box size. I know that shouldn't make a difference, but you know what? It does. And uh, I love that box size. It's just a perfect two-player game. I absolutely love it. is probably up there in my top 20 games now of all time, I should say. It's absolutely brilliant. Loved it. It's, a work- it's like a worker placement game where you put games around the edge of the board and where those kind of like corresponding the coordinates for the rest of the cards you get to take those actions and you're trying to get resources to fulfill contracts essentially but there's also a tile placement element to the game where you're set collecting it's quick it's fast it's fantastic i think it's really accessible and i absolutely love what it does in such a small box it's brilliant target there we go Uh,
1: i've played it Twice, about seven years apart in the plays, <laughs> so I can't give you a thorough going over for this. I'm pretty sure I was pissed last time I played this.
0: What you mean you didn't so play uh, the version I bought you for your birthday? You're you're just a horrible person.
1: <laughs> oh, wait, wait for it, wait for it. Hold on, let's get deeper into this story. Why have you bought me a German version of a game with loads? Of well, don't worry, I'm gonna do post ups for you. <laughs> Four years, four years ago. I, I, four years ago. Anyone? I, still, count I in?
0: still have the stickers ready to go.
1: Yeah, Da Vinci is working on those paste ups. Apparently, I can't wait for my Vitruvian target to turn up at some point. Matthew, I presume it's a good. I'm going to flip a coin. Uh, heads, it's a good choice. Well done. I don't really remember. Excellent. I'll take it. <laughs> Sean, you're not allowed to talk about Targi, so I might just move on. Yeah, fair enough. It's a good shout. Go on. Good. Right, this is a fantastic game that I've raved about before. From 2017, uh, it's from Greater Than Games. Really, I can't. Is it Nexus Games that they're the print that it came from? It's Spirit Island, the uh, the co-op where you are the spirits of the land fighting against the evil European invaders. I like to pretend it's Ireland. Anyway. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> It's got everything I like. It's got asymmetric powers. It's got clever card play. It's got a little bit of deck building. It's hard when you first play it, then you'll get good at it. And then you've got the ability to advance it through several, several layers of scenarios and different invader powers and make it harder and harder and harder. There's loads and loads and loads of plays in that box. This was my number one, but Sean's made me talk about it at number three because apparently numbers mean nothing to him. But Spirit Island is fantastic. And as with Matthew, it's definitely one of my top 20 games although he was talking about Targi not Spirit Island so that got confusing
2: I certainly wasn't talking about (laughs) Spirit (laughs) Island I can see Spirit Island really is like a pandemic on steroids and I can see how it's a very very good game I don't love it but I absolutely can tell it's a great game does that make sense Yes, it does. You're no Tom Bassel,
0: let me tell you that, Matthew. <laughs> I have bloody played it the once with Ronan, and it didn't quite click for me. I think I probably need to give it another two or three goes before I finally make my decision. I think I'm on the uh, on the same sort of side as Matthew in that, yeah, I can see the cleverness of it, but not quite for me just yet.
1: There are so many games you say that about when you play first with me, and then after three plays you're like, oh,
0: I'm buying it! Yeah, no, that's just fair enough, and I fully admit to that that I need to give it more more games and more plays. You know the other thing you need to explain? Why I haven't played the next game before last year.
1: Yeah, what the heck? What is he doing on this
0: list? He, I, I don't know. It's one of those anomalies that I, you always kind of think, you know what, I think I've played it, I think I've played it. I, you hear so much about these games, you almost sort of imagine you've played them yourself, and it's Forbidden Desert. Uh, obviously, the follow-on for uh, Forbidden Island, which uh, me and my family and Ronan and his family really adore, and yeah, and there
1: was there was never a third game published. Never,
0: no, no. no. I was
2: gonna. That was my next question. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Immediately when we played it last year, uh, we we fell in love with it, and Forbidden Island has been been relegated a little bit now because of. I think it's a superior game. So Forbidden Desert, was my number two choice.
2: It's a good game. That's it. That's, that's my whole review <laughs> get out this is, this is a genuine question are, are you a big fan of co-ops no are I'm not by the, by the way so something you should know about me I don't love co-ops but there we go that's probably something that's important <laughs> to know
0: so
1: you say that's a good game we can then read that as bloody hell that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, people if they've listened for a while will know that I love Forbidden Desert and I'm just puzzled Puzzle Sean how this slipped you by. It's and it's really hard and I like I do like a hard one. And um yeah, no third game. That's a
2: shame. Matthew, your next choice. <laughs> We're just gonna just mull over that uh you okay, innuendo it's fine. So What <laughs> Innuendo? I've just looked at my ball game collection. I don't think I own a single co-op, but that's great. So I'm happy about that. Okay, my next game on this uh, older games that I've played the first time and enjoyed is Tigris and Euphrates. Oh yeah, Dr. Cade. I fanfare you there. Dr. Cade is finest. Oh, amazing game. It's so good. And I've uh, played it a bunch. I've also bought Yellow and Yangtze because I think that's going to be an easier sell on my brother thematically but man it's just so fantastic it's it's up there in my absolute favourite games it's just brilliant and I get it right that some people find it difficult because it's uh, it's a tile placement game where you're kind of like making these cities and you're scoring points by being connected to these cities and all this kind of thing and it's, it's a cutthroat ruthless game which you wouldn't think I'd like but that's the whole point of the game and there's an internal external conflict that some people get kind of confused and I get it It's it took me a while uh, and also there's, there's, an, there's an app version of it which is really 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 good I think, man, Tigers and Euphrates is so good. I've been on such a Reiner Knizia kick this year that I could have just filled this list with Reiner Knizia games. Because he's great, isn't he? Isn't he great? He is great. He He is marvellous. He really is. Because I've got a game called Chin, which is by Knitzia, and people think that as a Tigers and Euphrates light. I think the games are different enough for them to be... They're comparable, obviously, but then they are completely different games. But, uh, yeah, Tigers and Euphrates just blew me away. I absolutely think it's fantastic. So that's it. It's in my top
1: 10. There's, there's nothing else. Yeah, we've talked about it loads. It's in our... Uh, remember we used to do the vault, Sean? Oh, yeah. It <laughs> got in there before we stopped <laughs> there's doing There's a blast the show, from either. the past. Maybe we should bring them back. Amazing game. And, and well done for finding it, Matthew. You're a good lad.
0: Yeah, I can't Thank believe you. you haven't played this one, Matthew, because you are, as you said, on a Knitzia kick. I assumed that the Knitzia kick went beyond just last year, but obviously not.
2: Well, it does. In some ways, it has. But I was just, I was a bit intimidated by Tiger's new freighters because of all the, frankly, bad press it's got. I think. Mm. But there are some people who, I mean, hold on, those people are bad people. You don't need them. In your life. <laughs> I'm going to start cutting them out of my life. What do you need to do? It's a game that I know that dry Euro fans enjoy, but it's also a game that I, I know that people who've gone... And I also like Tigers and Euphrates as well as all these minis games. I do think it's got really wide appeal. And I just think, oh, gosh, it's great. you know. Oh, man. I just get excited about the idea of Tigers and Euphrates. It's brilliant. It's quite
1: interesting to play a game of it where there's the sort of dry Euro-y players who then have a more aggressive player come in, because it's a game that can form patterns in a, in a play group. Yes. And that's what people sometimes think it's a stage, and they're like, oh, I'm protecting this, I'm protecting that. And then some lunatic comes in and will give up like an eight area of black tiles just to attack a monument to get the two reds that they need to bump their score up. But they're willing to take the big risk to make sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and... Generally, they will win because they, you know, they won't have a lower one because they'll get. Oh, I've got twelve blues. I don't need any more blues. Have all them blues, for, you know, and they'll do clever things like make you fight three colours before they get to the one where they actually want to win. And yeah, it's, it's really good sometimes to see the shock on some players' faces when someone comes in and really mixes it.
0: <laughs>
2: Absolutely, I can totally see. It's that,
0: actually right. one of the few games that when Fantasy Flight did the remake of it, I was no. It, just it's horrible. <laughs> you you've made it so much worse. One hundred
2: percent agree with that as well,
1: big time. And fifty or sixty quid or whatever it is. where you like Why you didn't just didn't need any of this, and didn't really sell very well in the newer version because just
2: go and get a second hand old one. There's there's hundreds of thousands of them, and it'll cost you a tenner. Why would you need all? And this? I got the great. I think it's Grail Games who did Yellow and yanksty and the production of it because it's not uh, squares. They're. Um, Pen, uh, hexes. hexes i think and uh man the produ- it, it, they did a, they did a really good job of it but i totally agree that the second edition was just it's like uh samurai i think it's the same rio grande did samurai ryanokinitzi game a new version i think fancy flight i think did it as well and i went and bought the old version because i just like the bits better and i like the box better and it was cheaper
1: <laughs> yeah i'm just so cool i had the two older versions already so i was just sitting back being you know all old school or something i don't
2: know It's not old school if you bought them when they were brand new. Oh, (laughs) what is
0: it? I'm confused.
2: Right, from Dr. Canizia to another fantastic
1: designer, Uwe Rosenberg. And again, as you know, if you've been listening, I played Fields of Isle for the first time in 2018. So it's a two-player worker placement game which plays over winter and summer months, and you're looking to build up, as is kind of typical Rosenberg, build up your infrastructure and your resources and take them to market and sell them and get better and better and score more points than the other person. And... It is competitive without being completely cutthroat. There's quite a lot to it. There's a lot of worker placement spaces. It's not quite as bad as A Feast for Odin in terms of that. It's a lot better as a game. But Fields of Isle was a real pleasure. And one we've parked with the full intention of going back to. But I keep saying that we haven't quite gone back to it enough just yet.
2: My thing with Fields of Isle is that you could describe it as it's a Nouveau Rosenberg game. And that's the end of the description. I appreciate that. But it's one I've not tried. And I wanted it because it's two player only. But I tell you what... I want to love Uwe Rosenberg's games, and I, you'd think I would, but I just haven't found the Uwe Rosenberg that I absolutely am in love with. But I do, I, I like these Rodin, but I feel like his games are a bit sandboxy for me, I think. I don't know. I, just, I think I would like to try this one because it's two-player, I think, as well, though.
1: Yeah, I'm not 100% on his. I do, I, and also I go up and down on the individual games. I get like, oh yeah, yeah, I really like that one. Oh no, it's, t- it's tailed off a bit for me. He- he- you have to be in the mood for one. Yeah. It's a, definitely a project.
2: You'd think I'd own a bunch of his games. You, I just If you look at my collection, you could just assume that I love him. But I've got At the Gates of Luoyang. I absolutely adore that game. But that's. Yes. I think that might be the only one of his games I own other than Bonanza. So.
0: Yeah, so Fields of all it's one that kind of slipped under the radar when it first came out. And since then, with the patchwork aside, uh, Rosenberg really hasn't been doing it for me at all. I haven't really enjoyed any of his more recent games. So, yeah, maybe, maybe it's time for me to go back sort of slightly older school Rosenberg and pick up Fields of Isle.
1: Well, can I just ask a question? Mm-hmm. What's in Agricola Family Edition?
0: Don't stop! Don't (laughs) stop!
1: Just tell me. Tell me. Do you think it would be suitable for a (laughs) six-year-old?
0: It's it's when he's seven and the box says eight. Oh, is he seven? I should probably know that. You should probably know that. Yeah. (laughs) It's literally a Gregula. you nutcase. I didn't know. I just saw family edition, eight plus. I know exactly what you did, and you're in Egypt, and you made me laugh. It'll be fine.
1: All
2: right, son. Sit down. This is Twilight Imperium. You're going to have a great afternoon. (laughs) I was going to do, no, they've all starved,
1: son. They're all dead, and that's on you. You
2: No, you don't win, and let me explain why you don't win.
0: You've gone and killed little Billy.
2: (laughs) You see my village? They're all alive still. (laughs) Fat, plump,
1: and happy. (laughs) Anyway, talking about traumatizing your children. You made him play with Play-Doh. I
0: did make him play with Play-Doh, and we talked about it in the last episode. So I'm going to keep it super brief. Dolls, fantastic game where you were crafting things out of plasticine or Play-Doh or what have you, and trying to guess what each other's made. Loads of hilarity ensues. Really good game. I've not played it, surprisingly.
2: Enough. <laughs> I've not played would it. <laughs> Doh! That joke was awful. I do a comedy podcast. I don't even know how we mentioned this. Well, you do a podcast. Well, <laughs> that's very fair, I suppose. <laughs> I'm going to talk about mine next because we're not talking about Dodles anymore. My last one on this list is Abyss, and I think it's a game of mini games. It's amazing production. It would have won best production if it wasn't an old game. It's beautiful artwork. You're collecting these pearls and stuff. And you're trying to you collect. You basically it's a Really quite pure set collection game. But when you play it with the Leviathan expansion, which gives you a few extra bits and pieces to do with the things that you're collecting and stuff and wait to get points. Oh, gosh, it's absolutely brilliant. I played it and I was like, how have I never played this game before? It's just such a good game. Abyss, do either of you like it?
0: I love it. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm getting mixed responses. So <laughs> good. It's actually one of the few games know. that I actually refuse to play now. Is, is oh really? The, yeah. No, but then why? Because it's 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 nasty. You're at the, you're at the mercy of the cards, you're at the mercy of the player either side of you and their level of play. I just don't enjoy
1: This all it. sounds good so far. Carry on.
0: I've never enjoyed a game of abyss. I just I've sat there and just felt thoroughly miserable the whole time.
2: I mean, your wife is quite mean, but I mean she's not <laughs> that mean. <laughs> She's polite to you, you don't know her that well yet. No, she speaks to me in quite frank in frank terms. <laughs> you, you think so? <laughs> Fifteen
1: years down the line, let me tell you, there's Franka.
0: <laughs> she hasn't brought out the hammer just yet.
1: And that's not what you think it might be. A bit, yes. We have been, we, I got the Leviathan expansion, so we went back and played base game again and then took it through uh, the the two expansions just to, and Sean banned me from talking about it on the podcast. He said, I've talked about it too much, so I can't review the expansions. They're really good. I wouldn't go, I wouldn't play it without Leviathan now, I don't think. Yeah, it, it, it's a bit much because it depends who I'm introduced yeah, to. Yeah, that's very true. So the odd time I just pluck it out if I'm trying to teach something that I think they Anyway, it is it is lovely uh, and it's very interactive and there can be a little bit of downtime when you've spent your pearl and you're waiting for it to go around a little bit yeah. but it's not that long and it is just a set collection game with some frills on and obviously the backlash against it we always say was when it was teased, it was teased with this amazing artwork and this abyss and this idea it's going to be something epic. I think people were expecting an FFG coffin-sized game and it wasn't that. It was a little... Pretty 75 minute set collection. Yeah. And that's where I think it fell off into the abyss a little.
2: It's got, ooh, I like what you did there. It's got lots of really cool little player powers though, and you push your luck with uh, uh, getting an extra special power. And some of the cards are a bit mean, but they're not totally mean. Oh gosh, I love it. And I'm quite excited about Abyss uh, Conspiracy, which is a new game in the Abyss universe. Oh, how exciting. Coming out of Essen, I believe. I'm going to be picking it up if I can, because I'm going to Essen. Sean, are you going to Essen?
0: Shut your mouth, Jude. <laughs> uh, I'm,
2: I'm going to Essen, Matthew. Oh, we'll hang out. It'll be
1: lovely. <laughs> It'll be amazing. We'll take selfies everywhere.
0: <laughs> right, I can't take anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm gone. I quit.
1: I like how <laughs> at, we, all three of us essentially have already left the podcast. <laughs> We've stormed out. There's just an hour of silence left. People fill in the blanks. They do a better job. anyway. Oh, Best true.
0: podcast they've ever done. <laughs> it was only 30 minutes long.
1: <laughs> Imagine we could get a podcast done in 30 minutes. We always say it, it's just a dream. <laughs> the last one for the best older games is a game that I know Sean has been desperate to play forever, and I am pretty certain he's going to adore it when he does. And I only got the one play of it in, and I did talk about it in the podcast, and it was War Off the Ring. I'm a Tolkien fan. And I've been really looking forward to it. I ended up playing it with three really cool guys. Well, one was Chris Marlin, but the other two were nice guys. (laughs) Uh, And The other Chris, Canadian Chris. And we were all either very rusty or brand new to it. And therefore, it took a long time, but we knew it was going to take a long time, and we were playing together and and at the same pace as each other, and made some terrible decisions, and the forces of Sauron crushed the three people, which I will have to take 98% of the blame for. I was really bad at it. But I very, very much enjoyed it. It's going to be difficult to get to the table. I've probably forgotten all the rules already, but the next time I'm quite willing to put four or five hours into it again because of how much fun I had making my own version of that stuff. I hate you.
2: I think I would probably enjoy this as a game. I'm not a Tolkien fan particularly, and I'm also not a generic fantasy game although i do appreciate a generic fantasy fan i do appreciate that generic fantasy though comes from tolkien in, in a lot of ways so i wouldn't call that generic fantasy but i just hear so many good things about this game that i i would love to give it's the same way i feel about uh, twilight imperium actually i i just it's not something i would normally want to play but i hear so many good things and so many great experiences playing that game that i just i would like to give it a go because i love those big moments in games and I can feel that War of the Ring would probably give that, so I'm interested
0: It's not much more for me to say, I'm desperate to play it, I'm very jealous Ronan managed to play it and yeah, I'm going to try again this year <laughs> for like It's, it's one of home. my
1: goals to get it played a second time before you've played it once, just so I can go through that <laughs> emotion again. I've Put it, it
2: on, on your 10 by 10 <laughs> okay oh, <yeah, man. laughs> You know what?
0: I couldn't be doing much worse, so why not? Indeed,
1: indeed. Okay. Also on my 10 by 10 swimming the Atlantic <laughs> and going to the moon.
0: But you managed to hover across the, uh, the ocean the other day. I managed to hover across the ocean? The French dude that did the channel, the channel. Why would that be me? What, what happened? <laughs> what? You said you were swimming across so... the Atlantic, but one of your 10 by 10 you managed to hover across the channel.
1: Um, okay, I'd have to borrow Nick Fury's flying ship for it to be for me. The, the helicarrier, cool one of these. The helicarrier, it's straining, sir. <laughs> okay,
0: okay, so we're going to move on to, in some ways, my favourite section of the show. And it's, mine. Because <laughs> I do like hearing people <laughs> having a good old rant. It's the most disappointing the three games that have let you down this year, not necessarily the worst games, but certainly the ones that have let you down the most.
1: Okay, and are we pretending these are in random order and you're just upsetting me?
0: We are pretending they're in random order, but you can tell us which one upset you the most. Okay, so,
1: so this was—this is just a random first. It wasn't my number one that's supposed to be third. And it was uh, a game that we bigged up going into UK Game Expo 2018. And Sean even did an interview with Martin Wallace about it. And we got access to an early uh, sort of look at, look at it. And then via uh, one of our friends, we got access to an early copy to play Wildlands. And it's a, a group sort of small set skirmish game where you're controlling a particular set of adventurers around a theme. You might be sort of mechanically themed or magician themed or cowboy themed in this kind of generic fantasy setting. And... You do a draft of cards to choose where, and you choose where your figures are going to start, and then you choose where some gems are going to start for the other player. And the gems you can either collect them to get a point, or you can kill another person's figure to get a point. And you have to get a certain number of points, and whoever gets that set number of points is a race in a sense. Will win the game, and it looked really good. And it was Martin Wallace doing a skirmish game, and all the factions and the story and all that. And it was like, oh, this is going to be really, really, this going to be really good. And we sat down, we played it once. And it was so bad, the four of us said, okay, something's gone wrong. So all four of us read the rule book again, <laughs> took the time, made a cup of coffee, chatted. We've all read the rule book again, yeah. So we all four of us played it again. No, it's just that bad. <laughs> it's just. I could not fathom how that game got published like that because. If you would completely ignore the fighting, which is and there's supposed to be this clever hand management for cards with different symbols on, but there's so many different symbols and you can throw cards away to become a symbol that really it's not clever hand management because it's far too mitigated. But anyway, rather than fighting, if you just run and grab your gems, it is 3,000 times easier than bothering to fight anyone because people can come in and they can block or they can run away or they can fly or they can put a blocking unit in there when one gets to low health. It takes forever to kill anything, but picking up your gems is easy. You literally walk into a room and pick them up. So it wasn't a fighting game, it was a maze game, and it was just terrible. And it is the most disappointing game I've played in my memory.
2: I know that this one's quite divisive, and I've, I've heard some people who love it right, and some people who have very, very much disliked it. Everyone that I've been around who's played it has gone, well, that, that's a game, <laughs> and that's been the highest <laughs> praise I've heard for it in person. But it sounds to me like you should just play Adrenaline. It's that kind of skirmish, kind of game. Also, but, didn't love that. But it sounds. It sounds. But it sounds but at least that's a fully functioning game. It is a fully functional game, and I had
1: some fun with adrenaline. So it, I wouldn't put that in this level at all. Adrenaline was okay.
0: So, firstly, Sean upset Martin Wallace let's it's not oh. let's <laughs> not to say anything other than that. I kept asking him about his playtesting and how he playtests and he, all he wanted to do was talk about wildlands better than okay. asking about his taxes oh <laughs> <laughs> oh oh he went there <laughs> he went there <laughs> <laughs>
1: I got threatened with court on BGG for trying to talk about stuff like that.
0: We, we can we can stop We can edit this out.
1: No, we don't have to. That's us in that.
0: All of it. The, the comments of Matthew Jude are not necessarily the comments <laughs> that are about that the held. But they by are. By the game but pitch. they are. Shut we, up!
2: Okay. I will say now. I know nothing about this situation. I just thought it would be funny to mention.
0: <laughs> and What having to flee the country? wildlands <laughs> itself. I. I how no? How is his play, play testing uh, method? Should... He wouldn't tell me. He kept saying, no, "I'm here to talk about Wildlands." I thought he said he played it for a week. Oh, this one, I, I, yeah, I got around and I said, "I said like, so what? Okay, about Wildlands. How did you play test Wildlands specifically?" And he said they'd rented a cottage out for a week in, I think it was France, but I, I could be mistaken. And he'd got a load of his friends round to play test it, and that's where they play tested it.
2: He's done a lot of good
0: games though. So it's yeah, one of my favourite. Designers, let me put it there. But Wildlands, Internet Titan Dan Hughes was quite excited about Wildlands, but I think he very quickly got rid of it. After can it we not place. get through an episode without mentioning this? Internet Titans have to be mentioned. We know this.
2: I purposely didn't mention him because he was the person who I was around when he played Wildlands, and he was he had the look on his face of I don't think I'm enjoying this. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: so usual look. <laughs> yes, he doesn't like board games. I fundamentally believe this. Anyway, you upset Martin Wallace. He didn't play Tessa's game properly, and it's awful. Matthew, what's your next choice? That's the long and short of it. Mine is it's... Architects of the West Kingdom. This is my... <laughs> I enjoyed my play of this. This, is, this disappointed me the least, but I was really excited to play it, right? So it's not a bad game by any means, but it's not brilliant in my opinion, and it's just very... So this is very rich and uh, hypocritical come from me, but it's very generic, Euro-y goodness, and it's just fine... It's just fine. I do quite like the putting the people down, and you've got loads of workers, and then you kind of like you're going around getting wood and coal. And if you put one person down, well, you're not getting coal, stone, whatever, no one cares. You put one put one person down there, you get one stone. Then your next turn, you put another you put another one down, you get two. Then you put another one down, your next turn, you can get three and stuff, but it just felt like such. In parts, I was like, I need I need five stone. It's gonna take me. Three turns, maybe, to get five stone. Unless someone takes my pieces, in which case it's going to take four turns for me to get five stone. That's the one resource I need to get this card. It just felt a bit arduous at times. I do like the way the game looks. I like the box size. Box size turns out is actually kind of important to me. I, I like <laughs> the, it. Just it's a it's a nice production. It looks good and stuff. It just wasn't mind blowing. And while I did enjoy it. I just didn't love it. I do like the way that you can be a goodie or a baddie, and when you 're bad, you get to do the black market actions and you don't pay your taxes. That's actually part of the game that's not another reference to anyone else previously mentioned. <laughs> that's, it's, and, and then you have to try and make sure at the end <laughs> you have to try and make sure at the end of the he's going to get some, he's going to get some good press later on this show and you' get to get um,
0: he's going to get whatever money you have.
2: it's going to be disappointed at the end of it you kind of like you try and get yourself back up to the top of the uh, get into the positive as reputation goes and stuff it just didn't blow me away I want to play what one is it, Sean, that you really like? The ship one, the uh, Raiders of the North Sea, is it? Yeah,
0: that's the one. That's
2: I know one. you really like that one at mm-hmm. your house, and I'm looking forward to trying that because I know that Shem Phillips is a, is a good designer and stuff, and I, I I want to love one of his games, but it's not going to be Architects of the West Kingdom. Although it's getting an expansion, I do hear.
0: As James asked me, Daddy, why is Matthew living in our garage? Well, <laughs> He upset Uncle Martin. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Uncle Hobo. <Matthew. laughs> so yeah, I, I really like it, Matthew. I think it's I think it's a really good game. I think the length of the game, in particular, for this one, yeah, it can take a little while to build up, but you have got the black market side where you can get resources a lot quicker, and you are sort of tactically placing. You don't want to give people a leg up, especially in sort of three, four player games. If you, if you all need stone, then the, the last person to go in gets a nice little boat. Bonus. So, do you go down a different route? So, there are all those choices in there. As you said, a beautiful package. It looks great. Uh, design work, artwork by the Miko, I Really like his artwork. And yeah, I really like it. You're wrong.
2: It's fun, and I would recommend people play it. I just wasn't. Brilliant. You're the
1: worst at doing most disappointing. By the way. Uh, yeah, I am.
2: It's good. It's a good.
1: It's fun. It's a good game. Just say yeah. Uh, that, that's just That's rip, coming it. up.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> this. Was a contender for my top ten of twenty eighteen, which I think is probably all I need to say. I do like it, so you know, you're wrong.
2: Fair enough. You're wrong <laughs> on <laughs> you're wrong later on. Right,
0: <laughs> well, I get to rag on this game for the third episode in a row. Fantastic. Also, Matthew really likes it, so Yeah. It I'm surprised your... you called it a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what true. kind of person he really is. The mind is not a game, it is a farce. It is a mockery rolled up in a sham. It's just, it's nothing. It's, it's an exercise in how to count. Next.
2: Incorrect. But I appreciate <laughs> your feelings and I respect you as a person. And uh, I know that even great people can be unfathomably wrong at times. And, and, and Egypt's too, yeah? Very true. It's good. It's fun. It's fun. I think it's fun. <laughs> It's not good, it's not fun,
1: it's not quite as bad as Sean's making out. But the worst thing about it is how indignant and rage-filled people who have played it a bit and think they're getting good at it become when you play out of People think
0: they're psychic. Could you not tell I was waiting?
1: No, mate, because you were sitting there doing nothing, <laughs> the same as you were for the last three minutes, I couldn't tell. It was clear there was something going on. No, it wasn't clear. That's why I played my card. I'm leaving the table now. It's too angry. It's the new resistance. I, I people too full of rage in the mind.
2: The thing is right. So I hate just one. I think just one is probably the worst game of maybe all time. I Whoa. think it's terrible.
0: <laughs> We've well, we I'm really... choices for next year. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I—it's not on this list, right? Because uh, I wasn't expecting to like it. <laughs> it's terrible. But and I did a review for it, and people at uh, who who makes just one—they make Bang the uh, Dice. Repos. Yes, Repos. they mentioned their review and stuff. Oh, sorry you didn't like the game. I was like, no, I'm sorry that you watched the review because I really didn't. But it shows how much <laughs> I know about board games because it won the Spiel des Jahres. So. Uh, <laughs> And the mine was nominated, so wow. what a. Mm. Do
1: we know nothing about Is, is it
2: us three? Is this, is this the problem? It's, it's, I'm not willing to accept that as a, one of the options, but yes. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> well, something's definitely wrong with one of us, because my next one is uh, it's in the top 50, I think, and it's got an expansion that's come out of Gen Con, and everyone's very excited. And, it, and I'm sorry for their part buddies at Board and Dice, but Teotihuacan was, is just... What you were saying about Architects of the West Kingdom, where it's sort of drudgery and it's slow, and it takes a long time to get a couple of bits that you need. That are The only things you need is just what I feel about Teotihuacan. is just I'm just wading through problems that are not interesting in order to pick up two resources, which are set in, set in stone. If you like, that's what I have to get in order to move on around this this and The things I do are programmed in 10 moves ahead and I have to follow this program. So I'm not actually making decisions for a while. Okay, someone might go down unexpectedly, so I need to grab a bit of cocoa instead. But that's not very exciting. Grabbing the technologies, you decide near the beginning and then you get them when you get them and then they just do what they do. And it lacks a decision space for me. It's just running a very slow, boring program and... I didn't think I was going to like it, but then people said they liked it so much that it was almost raised to a level of hope and I should know better because I, I was offering people cash to play quicker. <laughs> to just, I did not like playing this game whatsoever at all and I'm bemused.
2: I quite like Teotihuacan, but... It's not in my top... I never played uh, Zolkin, and I think a lot of people were disappointed by Teotihuacan because he didn't live up to Zolkin's standards, I think it's one thing that happened. Ronald well, hates uh, that too. It, it,
1: it didn't live up to Zolkin's standards, so and I don't like
2: Zolkin. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like Teotihuacan though. I think it's a. F- I do think it's a fun game. I think it's. A- I enjoy the puzzle of it. I do enjoy building the pyramid. I did really like it. I can see though that it looks intimidating to a lot of people because of the uh, the board and stuff. But I I did like it. It's not certainly not my favorite game of the year, but I think I do think it's a good game. I felt like I was achieving something when I played Teotihuacan and that's not just sitting through the game. I felt I enjoyed the game as well.
0: <laughs> I think 70% of games that myself and Ronan play, we do agree on. I've got a funny feeling that this might be one of the ones we don't agree on, because the more I hear about it, the more I'm interested in it, and I've yet to play it, so I really do want to give it a go. It, it was quite co- close to being the one that I hadn't played, the one that got away for me this year. I really want to play TOT w- Wakan.
2: I think you'll
1: like it. You, you don't. You don't you either. You do want to play it, and you, 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 I don't think you'll like it. Um, but anyway, that's right, because no matter how wrong you thought I was, Matthew's about to come and trump
2: me. Root is terrible. I hate it.
0: <laughs>
2: Root is not a good game. I, it's uh, Even though, again, I'm aware that my choices for games that I don't like are the ones that happen to win all the awards. I just didn't love Root. I think the artwork is fine. It's pleasant. Unless you're playing Root with the same people over and over and over again who understand the game, who know the meta of your group... The whole experience of me playing Root, and I've played it quite a few times, well, about three times. Every single time I've played, it's just a bunch of people saying, Wait, how does this work? Wait, so I can do. No. Oh, no. I need to just take my turn again. No, that doesn't. how." No. How does this. Go? And it's just that over and over and over again. It's just. I, I, I think I hate it. I really do not like it. It's just. It, it's just fine. I think I yeah, hate it. Yeah. I just. <laughs> I feel mixed emotions about Root. It's okay. This is not a safe space. (laughs) Every faction plays differently, but do they play that differently, really? No. And it's... Oh, gosh, I hate it. I know it's one of those games where you feel like everyone's got something better to do than what you've got to do, and you're... Oh, gosh. I just physically, when I think about the idea of play, I will never play this game. And there's not many games I will not sit through. I won't play Root. And anyone who thinks it's an innovative game, which I've heard many people say, oh, it's so innovative. No, it's not. It's a coin game. They've been around for ages. This one's just got cute animals on. If if it didn't have cute animals on and it was just another game in the coin series, no one would have played Root. And I guess in some ways, that's good for people to kind of be introduced to a system. But I don't want to be introduced to that system. In fact, I wish I'd never met that system. Root's terrible.
0: Yeah, As I said, right at the top of the show, it's, it's a game I really, really want to play. I'm not sure now whether I'm going to like it or dislike it, but the, there's so much going on about it. I just have to play it. I always go yeah. for it in the maths trades on BGG and see if I can pick up a copy for Nerd! It what? Sorry, <laughs> you're a nerd. It's a nerd. <laughs> nerd, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I want
1: to play it. And I have said that I have got a part of my brain thinks this might be the Emperor's new clothes. And when I get to 12, 15 games, I'll be like, yeah, there was nothing here. But I'm enjoying the learning of the game. And it takes a very long time to learn all the factions and to be able to be past that stage of going, what are you doing? And what are you doing? And why are you doing that? And how are you going to win? And now I understand what's going on on the board. You don't understand what's going on the board for your first six games, at least, unless you're very clever, which isn't me. But the difference to other games like that is that I have enjoyed this process of learning and knowing the different factions. Final verdict pending many more plays. He could be right on this one, but currently he's probably a bit wrong.
0: Okay, right. Possible. my next choice is neom it was both myself and ronan were looking forward to seeing this at Essen. ronan picked up a copy and we got it back i was very excited to play it city building game lots of promise looked really sleek and attractive looking and it was confusing from the off the city building aspect and theming behind it made no sense it was just luck, what tiles you drew. There were things that could happen that could uh, destroy your city, disrupt your city that other players could play, and that was complete luck, what they got. The things that were in there to mitigate against such happenings were rubbish and didn't work. The game was just a bag of confusion and luck, and I really, really didn't get on with Neom at all.
2: I'll say what you really think.
0: No, I won't. <laughs> I'm all back. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we were hopeful for it because for me it was the drafting and the tile laying added together with city building. Sounds like a, a holy mix. And it turned out to be a meh mix and hard to play and too many different types of tiles and a shocking rules book and glossary and it all became a chore and a not very interesting chore. And it was – it was okay. I actively disliked the three games I chose for this. In another year it could have been in this list because it was mm, – but not <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very descriptive.
2: descriptive. Oh, very descriptive. Right. So I want to play Niamh, because as you say, drafting, tile placement, city building, I'm in. Normally, that's just, well, I love that kind of game. I, I watched uh, Rado did a run through and stuff, and I watched that. And I do see that some of the things that you need to d- mitigate the disasters that are coming are tiles that you may not be able to get. And that doesn't sound like... Because I don't like event cards in games where it's, oh, the start of this round, you can't do this thing, right? That's something that really bugs me in games. And I feel like I want to give Neon a try because I want to like it because I just feel like... I feel like I should like it. But I want to try it, but I'm dubious whether I'm going to enjoy it or not. But I would be happy to sit down and play it.
0: But Matthew, imagine an event card one person can get that event card and, and is therefore they doesn't affect them at all and it's a no-brainer that they get in a random draft it'll be the first thing you pick in your first hand of uh, draft cards complete no-brainer and nobody can do anything about it really irritating
2: that makes me feel like i should just pick a different drafting tile placement city building game if i'm <laughs> <honest. laughs> Because it. let's that face it, right I might be able to find one if I look for ten, ten seconds. <laughs> Don't choose. Uh, is it Expand City? Or...
1: <laughs> <laughs> that that was rated lower than some of these games, but I had such <laughs> low hopes of it anyway. <laughs> that it wasn't actually a disappointment; it was just terrible. Okay, my last one is just an awful game. Wrong. That's deeply unattractive. <laughs> has zero thought to it. Has no forward planning. It's just like chimps pressing buttons for peanuts. It's reef, and I just cannot fathom. I just I think I'm the opposite of Emerson Matusio. Whatever he thinks is fun, I clearly <laughs> think is not fun. And we got to play this at Tabletop Gaming Live, and it was exciting. It was like, oh, it's not night. yet. we can grab it a quick, and we read the rules and went, mm, okay, let's see how this goes. And just there was just incredulity around the table off. But I don't know what scoring's coming up. So how can I know what to play now? I'm just going to guess. I'm going to make some patterns and hope a card comes up that's going to score me points for these patterns because I just don't know. This is the most surprising hit to me because I always sometimes think to myself, I always sometimes, yeah, that if I was working for a games company, how do they choose these games? There's certain games companies are wildly varying the quality of their games. And I think you can't have really looked at that properly and played test and thought, if this came to my games company, I would have rejected it out of hand. And it's gone and sold, however many, which shows why I shouldn't be running a games company. But it's one I just cannot even fathom how anyone's having fun playing this.
2: I have played this and I enjoyed my play of it. It didn't blow me away. And also I realised earlier that I interrupted you, but it was because you were giving what I can only describe as a very large sigh. And I'm sorry that you've had to play this game. <laughs> I just i know i like I like reef for what it was I think it's it's a very abstract puzzle-y game i I enjoy the building up and stuff it's very quick and it's fast playing. I don't own it, I don't need to own it and there's another game I don't know why it makes me feel this, but I feel like I, it's they're so different, so I don't even know why I'm comparing them, but I would rather play Blue Lagoon which is, I guess it's because it's got the same look, right? The same kind of like uh, aesthetic look. And that's a fantastic game. But Reef was fine. I just enjoyed it. I like the chunky bits and stuff, but I totally can understand why it's going to be incredibly divisive. And I think it's going to be more people not loving it than loving it. Although I do, see it getting played a lot. I don't know why, but I do see it getting played a lot. (laughs) It's fine. I I, see a lot of fidget spinners as well. That's true. I do. I don't. I don't think it's a bad game by any means, but I don't love it.
0: Yeah, it was one that Ronan played at Tabletop Live um, in Alexandra Palace, and he came back and he was just like, "That's the worst game ever." So I kind of like. I can't. have mean, that bad. So we went to Thirsty Meeples, and we played it. The guy at Thirsty Meeples showed us how to play. Very simple game, and really unusually for a game that plays that quickly, before the end, I was bored and hoping that it would end. Ah. The choices were obvious. The The building up and stacking became very boring after a few moments. Oh, look, you stack. Okay, that's that gone. And, yeah, the look of the game was horrible. and It just, it just didn't give me any mental challenge at all. So, uh, yeah, I agree with Ronan for once.
2: I like the puzzle of it, but I think the worst thing that you can come away from a game feeling is not even hating it. Not wanting to spend the energy in hating something and just being bored is not a good review. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I think,
1: I think boredom is, is what I felt at the table. The anger in the, and the rest of it ca- came after. It. When, <laughs> when you see people going on about a oh, great intro game, I'd be embarrassed to put that out in front of people who are new to the thing go, this is what we play. Go, I can only imagine the look of disappointment and horror and thinking, yeah, they, yeah this is what we thought you played. Weirdo. Matthew, you are going to forge onwards and be very right. And Sean's going to shout at us.
2: I was (laughs) very, very, very excited about Goo Gong because it ticks every box I like. It's got a slightly Asian theme. It's a Euro that looks absolutely beautiful. And it was like one of my top games that I was excited for at the start of the year. And I played it and I just did not like this game at all there's seven places to go on the board you're trying to do these little mini tasks at each place and there's in the center of the board you've got to get yourself up this uh uh, like uh track privilege track whatever it's called if you don't get to the top of that then you're out the game and even though it looks so beautiful it really does oh gosh i just hate i really hated it it's all these little mini-games. None of them are interesting or fun. And I know, again, very rich coming from me because Stefan Felds and Ryan Knitsch are two my are my two favourite designers. But it does just feel like they found seven... Well, not even seven because I wouldn't even call one of them a mechanic. I've, it's a, barely an activity. I would call it... Um, five maybe at best different activities that Mac do all together and all these mechanisms just don't have anything to do with one another and the card play is it sounds interesting because you're picking up cards that you can use next time and you're placing cards down and you don't want people to pick up a good card but good cards make you have better actions and all this kind of stuff. And uh, I just I hated it. I really didn't like it. And I was so disappointed because I really, really wanted to love Goo Gong and the one problem I had with it more than anything else is that there's this thing with the dice in Gugong where you're trying to have a certain numbers of cards in your hand at the end of the round to score extra bonus points. Everyone that I played the game with spent the entire game just trying to make sure they had that because if you're the one that doesn't have that, you're going to be losing out big time. And it kind of took over the game and it just shouldn't have been in the game at all. Oh man, I hated Gugong. I was just really, really disappointed by Gong, and I'm sorry gong, but you suck.
1: <laughs> Before Sean answers, I'm just going to sign my name at the bottom of that statement and, and be a, a co-signee. True, every word of it. Sean?
0: I, I'm not going to disagree with a lot of that because although I quite like Gugong, I certainly see the flaws in it. I don't like the, the palace track in the middle that you have to advance to a certain point. Otherwise, you're not even in the reckoning for winning the game. I hate mechanics like that. I think the special power track is it, some of the powers are just too obvious and the person who gets onto those first is is often the person that will go ahead and win the game. Is that the shipping at the bottom of the... T- no, not the shipping. The, the powers off to the right of the board where you can... You, you, the edicts. Ah, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. They give you the, 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 laws the extra abilities or you can cheat a little bit, etc. I understand Ronan's frustrating with the, the cards in that if you if you have a round of just poor cards, that you could be almost pretty much ruled out of that round entirely. I get all that. I still find the card mechanism really interesting. I do think there are ways around it. There are mitigations to it. I, like, I really like the Great Wall of China, where you, it's almost like a bidding thing, and you're, you're building up to, to get the powers on another track. I like the different elements to it. Some of them more interesting than others. But, yeah, I definitely see the flaws in the game. And I'm very much in the minority. Everyone bar one person, which was Rachel, that I played this with, absolutely d- did not get on with it at all. So I see where you're coming from.
2: It's just bad game. You can say it. I can say it. <laughs> <laughs> you can just say it. It's fine. It's just... I just feel... And I know that I haven't got the ability to do what needs to be done with this game... But there is so much potential there in that game. I do think the cards are interesting. But you're right, you can get so hosed by them. feels to me like they stopped designing it halfway through and said, oh, we'll put another another mechanism in this spot and we'll do something interesting. But then they forgot to go back and do something interesting. And that's my main flaw with the game. I can be mean. I can do mean. (laughs) I'm very proud of you. Thank you.
0: (laughs) So as Matthew's spoken for you, Ronan, do we not need any more? No, no, I'm
1: with him. Cool. In fact, all that he was saying there about screwed by the cards, everything, cool. the whole lot. Nice. There's no point in saying
0: that. Right, so the last game we're going to talk about in this section is from me, and it's the River from Days of Wonder. It is a rail, a rail against the river, but it's also a bit of a, a go at... Days of Wonder in general. Now, when I first joined the hobby, you know, we
1: you know we've we've covered this ground. I oh, we know. do it every single year. Every year, someone chooses that year's Days of Wonder from <laughs> whoever we have one, as the one of their disappointments. It's not been year. good true, since Five Tribes, has it? Five Tribes was good. <laughs> no, yeah, I love five that one. Tribes was awful. But since <laughs> then, <laughs> no, I don't like Five Tribes because it's downtime where you can't do anything. You're just sitting there going, "All right, I I'll wait." And it goes around the table. And then you go, "Right now, I have to start thinking." And I found that. Yeah. It's five jobs is okay.
0: Anyway, Days of Wonder, when I got into, as we all did, when we got into this uh, gaming hobby, I think Days of Wonder were one of the companies that we looked to for excellence. The, the things like Small World and... Terrible game. Memoir, I know, I know. Memoir 44 <laughs> and things like that. We're all coming out of... Out of Days of Wonder, Colosseum, brilliant games, overrated game, (laughs) Uh, games at the time that we both we all enjoyed, and now it just seems to be that they're bringing out miss after miss after miss, and this one, the River, was just it just was a game that did not need to be made. It is so basic and so boring and so meandering and plodding. It's, it's not even a gateway game because you will bore people away from the hobby by playing the river. It's just a terrible, terrible game. It didn't need to be made. And a company that's been in this industry for as long as Days of Wonder should know things like this.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I think I was in Dark Sphere yesterday in Shepherd's Bush with with my girls and what summed up the whole Days of Wonder plight to me was Ellie picked up a copy of Yamatai from the bargain table and said, what's this, Dad? It looks nice, but I've never heard of it. I was like, yep. There's Days of Wonder. <laughs> they look nice, but no one ever plays them, and they end up in the bargain basement because they're just they're doing nothing original. It's bland. Even they've been caught up on components. At the River, there's zero interest. I haven't played it, and I have zero interest
2: in playing it. I have some strong opinions about The River. They aren't positive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, The River was a massive... Just, actually... Now I'm looking at this list, I really could have put the river on this list. I was disappointed with Architects of the West Kingdom, but it was a good game. I should have put the river in there because I was just straight disappointed with that game. I expect something good from Days of Wonder. I expect something thinky. And yes, I guess my expectations doesn't dictate what they should produce as games. But I really, really love Five Tribes. I really do. I love Quadropolis. I thought Quadropolis was a great game. I think if you don't like Neon, you should probably try Quadropolis. I feel like it's tile tar place in city building kind of thing. It's interesting, but... I do... I hate Small World with a passion and... Wrong. It's terrible. It's just so bad. But, yeah, I mean, this year, what did what did Days of Wonder do this year? Other than The River, they did another game, was it? I can't remember now, but... Don't know. It, They've got one coming out of this. I'm well, sure they do.
1: just as but of just...
2: The River was just... I was excited about it. I wanted to love it. I was like, oh, I like the theme. It looks really beautiful, as days of Wonder Games tend to do, didn't help that my copy didn't have all the components in, so I had to contact the company, and then it's, <laughs> which I was not very happy about. And this time that I actually didn't have the components, so I hadn't just lost them, like uh, you know, a copy of, <laughs> was it Terraforming Mars? The word for it is a word I don't use, but it is so basic. It's so, met. It's like an introductory kind of worker placement game but there's no tension at all the, you know the whole set collection thing where you kind of like you no know, we're trying to put the, the tiles in the certain columns to get points and there's an action spot that you can just start using at the end of the game just to move everything around so you don't even have yeah. to think about it for the whole game as long as you do it at some point yeah. in the game so there's no tension there well, that's that's bad you should have those decisions should
0: be final. Here's something mildly interesting oh hang on at the end of the game that was pointless you didn't have to do that
2: oh and you can get meeple and then you kind of like you get extra workers as you go but then you go two spaces along and then you start losing workers again it's like why even have that in the game oh, yeah just super super disappointed with the river and I love that feel of a game which is why I'm very very excited about playing Sierra West because I feel like thematically it has a similar feel but I've heard nothing but good things about Sierra West so uh, yeah the river uh, I, to sum up on Days of Wonder I think
1: the only coverage I heard for Days of Wonder for Gen Con or indeed for this year was about their air pack or whatever it is for, for Memoir 44. Yeah. It's a repackaging of an expansion that's 10 years old for a game that's more than 10 years old and that's the most exciting thing they've done in the last three or four years.
0: Oh,
2: they did Ticket to Ride, that Ticket to Ride thing, the, the no. little Oh, mini don't was, get me
0: started on Ticket to Ride London. Terrible. Oh, no. it's, it's Ticket to Ride. <laughs>
2: That's not what just, it is.
0: But, it's ticket, but smaller. Yeah, ticket to ride, a smaller version. What did you think it was? gonna That's what everyone said it was. Same was New York. I know. But I'm just um, it's, so, what, I told you, you.
1: know, we talked about you buying this on this podcast, and I said, "Why are you bothering?" I don't like ticket to ride. Don't start on me. I'm all right, fair <laughs> enough. Crack on, mate. We'll talk about it when you buy it, shall we? <laughs> Egypt. Right. Is that enough of our uh, negativity? We're going to bring this
2: up a level. We could do, but that's not like us.
1: And again, I can only apologize for the delay in getting the top tens to you. I'm a complete idiot, but that is it for this episode. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, especially to Matthew, for his guesting. We are proud members of the Dice Tower Network. Head to dicetower.com for more fantastic gaming coverage. If you want to get a hold of us, it's thegamebookpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or head to our BGG Guild. We'd like to thank you all very much for joining us, and we'll catch
2: you again next time in this music. I like some games this year as well, you know, just saying. (laughs)